This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 95 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, today's guest says what really gets her excited is helping women realize their full potential so that they can walk out their God-given purpose. Joining me on today's show is Mimika Cooney. Mimika is an author, she's an inspirational speaker, an award-winning photographer, TV host, creative entrepreneur, and a mother of three. After experiencing severe rejection, bullying, and a broken childhood, she spent years chasing accolades and addiction to approval in the pursuit of finding worth, validation, and confidence. Then God stepped in to heal her hurts, change her heart and awaken a passion for helping others seeking their purpose in life. Her book, Warrior to Warrior, or Warrior to Warrior, A Mother's Journey from Fear to Faith, shares her personal story to overcoming fear, depression, anxiety, and entrepreneurial burnout with God's help. Now on today's show, Mimika is going to share how to overcome fear with faith, what she did so that you can relate, that you can implement some of these insights as well. She's also going to talk about the art of restart and entrepreneurial motherhood, how to balance business and babies and children and so much more. So welcome to the show, Mimika. Well, thanks for having me. It's, all, it's so nice to uh, be with you on here. And as you can say, I, I, it's so nice to have a different accent because I live in the USA now, but as you can tell, I'm from South Africa. So yes. I, you're in Australia. So as <laughs> Southern Hemisphere girls <laughs> often get confused for you, between each other, right? Sometimes I get called Australian and people are like, no, no. South Africa is different to <laughs> Australian. Well, it's so interesting. Oh, we've had uh, a number of guests that have been on that are from South Australia, one that lives in Tasmania. So it's certainly an accent that has been on the show and we, we welcome all accents, all people. As we know, we are all one um, under Christ, aren't we? So the topic we're going to talk about today, I think so many women can really relate to this. So it's so great that you're going to be able to share some insights because, you know, so many people are struggling and don't realize that, you know what, there is a way through and there certainly is peace and comfort and, and hope. So I'm so glad that, that you are, that you've shared that message. And I love your title, From Warrior to Warrior. And, and it probably in the, in the Australian or the South African accent, people are thinking that sounds the same. But we start exactly. from worrying to warrior, you know. So just exactly. back up know. a little bit. I love, yeah, I'd love to get you to share your story and, and obviously what was going on for you in your life. What happened the moment that you kind of realized, you know what, 
everything that's been going on in my life up until this point, the learnings that you had, and then you decided, you know what, I think I'm going to write a book. What was going on for you at that time? Oh, well, I tell you, brace your seats, darling. This is going to be a wild <laughs> ride. Well, to give you a little bit of a backstory, um, you know, I, I, I was born and raised in South Africa, and I've mm. been an entrepreneur since I was 16. Everything from selling chocolates to running my own web design business and then I became a professional photographer mm -hmm. and, and had my own consulting business. Um, my husband and I immigrated from South Africa to England and then from England to the USA. So that was about 12 years ago. Mm. So in the space of, I would say probably eight years, I had two babies, started three businesses, wow. immigrated two countries and just kept going and going and going and just pushing and pushing and pushing because that's all I ever knew was you got to hustle, got to work, you know, no matter how you feel, mm. you just got to ignore the signs, just carry on. But mm. eventually what happened in 2016, um, I had entrepreneurial burnout. Mm. Literally, my body had a freak fest. And it literally was a result of a, a, quite a few succession of things that happened in my business. First mm. of all, um, one of the, uh, I had uh, my photography business, I had been running successfully for quite a few years. I've even written some books for photographers on the whole marketing. Yes. And of course, when the 2008 crash hit, mm -hmm. that totally affected my business because photography is luxury, right? So that kind of threw me for a loop. And I was like, how do I reinvent myself? Yes. So I threw myself into from one business model into another and then spent three years pursuing an online business model hosted my own um, video podcast show, mm -hmm. you know, did all the things, kept going, kept going, kept going. And then um, um, I have three kids. My eldest is 19, my youngest is seven. And throughout the process, you know, um, I've had kids who are different, different personalities, different mm -hmm. abilities, and one of them in particular really struggled with school. Now, it's not an uncommon occurrence, but you know, as a mom, I was like, okay, I like to fix things, so mm -hmm. let's throw myself in and fix things. But eventually got to a stage where I could no longer fix things. And in 2016, um, coupled with um, what first sort of triggered it was um, one of my children really went through a, a really bad bout of depression and I didn't know how to help, how to help this child. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do I do? You know, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm trying everything in my strength and I'm reading the books and taking the doctors and doing everything that says you need to do. Mm -hmm. And then six weeks later, my mother-in-law passed away from a two year battle of cancer. And now, you know, as a woman of, she was a strong woman of faith and mm -hmm. she's the one who taught me a lot about the Lord and about in the healing and, you know, was teaching and had her own ministry towards women. And I think coupled with, sort of the physical stress of living on adrenaline for so many years because I throughout that process I'd never given myself time just to chill and relax mm -hmm. then I you know that's the first time I've ever experienced physical grief literally my body just gave in I couldn't hold a conversation mm -hmm. I had to literally text my mom and my sister because couldn't I couldn't be on the phone and, and and hold a conversation I was so exhausted and I'm not someone who's really I'm really, you know, upbeat and positive. Mm -hmm. I'm never someone who's actually been through depression. So for me, this was really tough. Mm -hmm. But physically, my body was just having a total freak out. And literally from one thing after another was kind of like the trifecta, right? Eventually, it just came to a stage where I could no longer push myself. And it was literally like what I would call a major uh, speed bump. I mm -hmm. had to slow down. And part of this process that I'd learned was, um, you know, I just couldn't keep doing things in my own strength now yes. part of my pro um my story that i share in my my book is that it kind of paints a picture of where i came from and when you somebody who suffers from rejection always has this feeling of having to get approval from people mm -hmm. and for me i was totally addicted like if i didn't do things perfect the perfectionism would come into play constantly striving for the best i mean you do 
you, you know, striving for excellence is great, but when you harden yourself and when things don't go right and that you can't control, mm -hmm. that's when, you know, it, the rubber meets the road and you really start to realize where your faith is. Because during that process, I realized I had to take time for myself. God was mm -hmm. showing me like, you just need to chill. Like, just take the foot off your brake, take your foot off the gas and just relax and spend time with your family. And for someone who's been, had been in business for like, you know, close to 20 years, it was really hard for me to mm -hmm. take that time out. But I knew for myself that I had to, um, for my family's sake. Um, so I actually, for a whole year, stepped away from my business, closed it down, stopped hustling for clients, just really spent time in the words, saturated myself, studied. And what I found during that process is by me relenting and letting God have his way, he was able to rebuild and heal me from the inside out. Mm. And what I'd found during this whole process, as painful as it was, that there was a, a healing process to it. And at the end of the day, once I had relented and allowed God to work through me, it's amazing what he was able to do with, do with that. So for me, during this whole process, I really felt inspired that, you know, having seen what God was able to do with me, and knowing how stubborn I was being all my life, mm -hmm. I know that uh, there's many other women and men out there who perhaps have had the same same thing and maybe the signs are there, but you're not really paying attention. Yes. And what I really felt was inspired to share the journey. Now, I know not everybody might be um, willing to share this so vulnerably, but I really felt that's part of one of my gifting is, is a gift of vulnerability. Like mm -hmm. I'm willing to like, I'd meet you in, over coffee and I'd be telling you my life story. Yes. <laughs> because at the end of the day, that's what, what life is. It's real, right? We mm -hmm. have this sort of facade we put up on, on Facebook and on, on, we show everybody our highlight reels, yeah. but no one really gets to know what is going on for real. Right. Mm. And life is tough. Like running a business is tough running, having a family and juggling, especially being a mom, you pulled in so many different directions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time we are our own worst critic, you know, we, Absolutely. we create these impossible standards for ourselves. And then, you know, I have a saying with that's, you know, the, uh, I believe, you know, um, Man is the head of the home, but the woman is the heart. And if the heart is broken, it breaks everything. Mm. Everybody in the family feels it and everyone is affected. Like if mom's mental health, physical health is not there, you know, everybody is affected by that. And what I'd realized that was exceedingly true, that even when I was thought that I had it all together, there were things that were happening right under my nose. And I work from home. I've always worked from home. Mm -hmm. And I had realized there were things that had happened that I didn't pay attention to. So, you know, pack your bags. We're going on a guilt trip. And that was part of the process is mm. really realizing where God was saying, listen, I just want you to stop, take your foot off the brakes and off, you know, off the pressure and just breathe. Like, mm -hmm. what does that mean exactly? So long story short, um, this whole process that, uh, that God took me through was, you know, painful, but really worthwhile. And now that I've, um, at that stage where I feel I want to share and help other women, um, I know for a fact, because my business was my business's success was based on my personal success. If I was having personal issues, it showed up in my business. Mm. Like when I was feeling stressed about money or hustling and get trying to get clients and they weren't, um, they weren't, you know, weren't coming the way they wanted to. Mm. I, I often used to think, well, maybe it's a numbers problem, mm -hmm. but often it's not. It's an, it's something that's going on within us because we are the brand of our business. And yes. if we aren't mentally and physically and spiritually and emotionally well, it shows up it in does. all places. 
So yeah, that's pretty much where it that. brought me today. Thank you. <laughs> Look, thank you for sharing that story. And I'm so with you there when you say that uh, we often look at what other people are doing and we can get into comparison mode and we really can start to beat ourselves up when we're looking at other people's highlight reels. One of the things that you said, and I'd love you to share a little bit more about this because I am convinced, because I went through the same thing too, that often the enemy knows where we are placing our identity. And for many of us who are ambitious, so we like to hustle and we like success, we often will find our success and significance in what we're achieving. Yet, um, one of the lessons that, that I learned is that it's no matter where and what we do um, or what we achieve, our identity is in Christ and who God says we are and we are loved, we are forgiven. And once I realized that, it was like this huge weight was lifted off my shoulders that I didn't have to compete, compete, and just that ongoing, you know, pressure. Did you find that too once you realized, oh, you know, yeah. my I mean, identity? That's whole, yeah, that's the whole essence of my book really yeah. is making or helping women, um, and, and I say particularly women because it's written for mothers, by mm. mother, understanding the, the process of what it is to be a mother and trying to be all things to all people. Mm. And what I'd realized through this whole process is I had made my business and my identity and my success my idol. And I'd realized mm. that there was, you know, it was built on crumbling ground. And what God really showed me was that my identity had to be grounded in him. Mm. So he took me back to the drawing board through this whole process because you know, for years when I had done things, um, I'd find, you know, once I, I'd set my mind to something, I got success relatively easy. Mm -hmm. But when it, when it really got hard and there were things that I couldn't control, like when the economy crashed and, yeah. um, you know, one day it's a great business model, the next day it's, it's just, it's not, it's mm -hmm. no more. Like mm -hmm. you have no way of controlling it. Yes. And I found that my identity was so wrapped up in what I did and what I would describe myself as that when the business was failing, I felt like a failure. Yes. And what God showed me is that really the identity has to be based in, in Christ because, mm. and that's what makes us, you know, where Paul says, you know, the base or abounding, it doesn't matter. We still are grounded and we know where we are because we'd be facing and we keeping our eyes fixed on, on the Lord. doesn't matter where we are because life's full of seasons. Mm. Um, and we can't really, get ourselves fixated on what where the season is because it will change. That's a guarantee. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, understanding that um, for me, part of what he delivered me from was this constant feeling of um, what's next, what's next, mm -hmm. you know, pushing for the, the next thing, the next thing, and not really taking the time to smell the roses and appreciate the growth because really it's the process that's fun. Yeah, the journey. I, mean, I remember having <laughs> this, um, while I was writing the book and I was, you know, going through the process and, like oh this is so frustrating well we know we're gonna get there i just want to get and the lord's like you know what this is like we are driving in a car mm -hmm. you've allowed me the driver's seat and you're sitting next to me in the passenger seat barking orders at me i know the gps back to front but yet you're telling me where to go and maybe we should take this turn off and how much further are we going to go and are we there yet? are we there yet are we there yet mm -hmm. he says chill lax <laughs> like seriously stop trying to rush the process that's mm. the fun part is anybody who takes a road trip in the car ride here in the USA, it's pretty much can take you four days to get oh, from really? the east to the west coast <laughs> on Route 66. That that is the whole point. Is the, the whole journey is meant to be fun? You know mm. what you see along the way, the stops you take, and every every place is a different destination. Every place is a different scenery, a different culture, a different environment. And and if we're so worried about where we're going to get to at the end, and we're not taking the time to really appreciate the the journey, yes, that's really the loss so oh, we, we, we lose out on so many um 
beautiful things, I, I, I think. Let's talk about the art of restart because, you know, you recognised all of these incredible insights which now have, well, led you to writing the book to share your journey because I'm sure many of us can certainly relate to everything that you've said. So what were a couple of things that you did differently? Because for people who are driven, who've got goals and, and who really have a vision, slowing down can be like, okay, I'm slowing down. You know, it's like, okay, I'm really, I'm not stressed, I'm not stressed, but it's kind of like we really need to release it. And what were some of the significant differences you started to notice when you did lean in and spend more time enjoying the journey? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, I'd have to say there's a very – powerful word in the dictionary mm -hmm. that we all need to learn do you know what it is what is it? it's the word no <laughs> what's that I describe what that means to, exactly i had to realize to exercise my right to say no because i was over committing myself to so many things i'd have like a to-do list a mile long and then i'd beat myself up like if i had a, a 10 10 things to do and i got one done i beat myself up about the nine i didn't do instead mm. of celebrating the one that i actually did because you know Doing one means I'm ahead today than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I really had to take stock. And, be, and because I was physically unable to really do anything, I was just so exhausted. I mean, I lived in my pajamas for weeks. I didn't know how to like function. Mm. Um, and I literally was just exhausted. I felt like I was a newborn baby again. Had to take naps all the time. And it's literally like my body was in, uh, I don't know what you would call it, adrenal fatigue. I don't even know mm. if it was that. But whatever it was, it mm -hmm. totally stopped me from being, being effective. And I realized that, you know, I, uh, during that time, I'd actually um, really separated myself for anything on social media. I, you know, switched off notifications. Mm -hmm. I stopped checking things online and just really took time out. And what I've realized is I was so worried before about what people were thinking and was I keeping up that uh, nobody really noticed. Yeah. I mean, isn't it sad yeah, that you, know, you like, can oh. be out there and once everyone feels like they, they get something from you, but mm -hmm. when you disappear, they're like, nobody really notices. Mm -hmm. and, I, and that's what made me realize is I can't keep looking to other people. Mm -hmm. um, for that validation. So for me, I had to really, and I'm a great believer in journaling. Like I love writing. I have all sorts of colors of different journals. And I believe there's a, you know, and I think psychologically there's a, there's a term that, I don't even know what it's called, but when you actually write mm -hmm. using your, your hand and, and pen, it's another part of your brain that's engaged as opposed to when we type. Yes. And I really felt like this was really just almost like having a dear diary moment, like mm -hmm. pouring out what my, was going on my thoughts because we, we hold in so much and it becomes this mental baggage mm -hmm. that if you don't release it, it, it becomes torment. So yeah. for me, I had to really just start to peel the layers away, take one step at a time. Like, okay, if I needed to work on my pride, then I'd you know start studying what that meant, you know, podcasts and books and, um, and just saturating myself in what God's word said about that until mm -hmm. I, I really started to understand for myself. Um, and then also from a, from a practical perspective, I mean, this is a tip that I give my coaching clients that I work with is what I call the triple D, D strategy. Now we're not talking about bra sales and slaves. <laughs> we're talking about the three buckets that we do to organize our lives, mm. which is the one D is, is, um, to delegate. If yeah. you know, there's something that, um, you know, that you shouldn't be doing that maybe somebody else can do better than you, mm -hmm. you need to put that in the delegate box. Then it's the ditch. If yeah. there's something that you really, because sometimes we put things on our list and, you know, you think, is this really going to be done? Is this going to be necessary? Like, you know, I really want to learn French in two years. <laughs> That's never going to happen. <laughs> Take that off the list. Stick it in the ditch box. Mm. Who cares? It's not that important. Mm -hmm. um, and then, no, I just had a complete, uh, so it's, I always have it the other way around. So it's ditch, delegate, and um, 
do is the do. other one. So the third one is do. So if you think about what it is that you do in your mm. skills, like mm -hmm. nobody else can replicate those particular skills that you have, mm. that should become your priority bucket as mm -hmm. well as the smallest bucket. So in other words, if you looked at the most should be things that just ditch. Then mm -hmm. you have the ones that delegate of like things that you know you just because you should doesn't mean you, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. And then the do bucket. And then really what I started doing is focusing on that do bucket. Like what is it that only I can do? Mm -hmm. What is it that are based on my skills and abilities? And, you know, where is where are those things going to take me? And are they going to be the most better use of my time? Yes. And really it was a, a painful process. But when, once I started um, doing that, and, and I even started with something as, as, as well, as simple as like a bunch of post-its mm. you know just getting it out your head is the point is putting post-its and all these little ideas and th thoughts and just sticking it out there and then starting to like stick them on the wall and move things around um and that's the same process i used to write my book by the way it's kind of like taking these ideas and just putting them in bite-sized chunks yeah, and then just tackling one at a time mm. and just thinking is this something i keep is this something i de delegate or is this something i really really have to do um, and then there's a lot of peace in that because when you feel like you have more of a minimalistic mindset, in other words, I only have to do two things today, mm. you achieve those two things. You, there's a, such a, a much more improved sense of well-being and confidence you have. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, it's called the, the concept of Kaizen when you actually have a the series of small wins and you, you, you do something small and then you take another step and then another step. And that's part of the process is, you know, having realistic goals. Mm -hmm. So when you, you can actually achieve them, because what's the point of having such far reaching goals that you'll mm -hmm. just give up? Yeah, absolutely. And I find that um, when I do that, it builds momentum, doesn't it? And it really does empower and inspire you to, to continue moving forward. And the fact that often we, as you said so beautifully, and it's so true, we are often our worst critic. You know, that inner chatter and, and when we pile too much in ourselves and expect too much, we would never do it for someone else. We would never expect our children to do that or our partners to do that. So why on earth do we continue to put such high expectations on ourselves when we know that it's only going to wear us down and uh, and often lead to burnout if we don't recognize the signs. So that segues beautifully into entrepreneurial motherhood because I think running a business in itself is has its challenges, but then when you have to balance young ones and not so young ones in the mix as well and all their, the demands that goes on with children, that can be a whole other topic on its own too. So what are some of the insights you learned along the way that we can impart to others today? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same concept of mm. um, understanding where you are in your season, right? Mm. For, for me, every time I had a baby, I was still running a business. I mean, <laughs> I remember with my youngest one, you know, breastfeeding her in one hand and my other hand was, was photoshopping images and just having to like <laughs> do. double duty all the time, right? Every time I was, I've, I've always, and even my husband and I, when we got married, we said, you know, part of our goals was we wanted to be able to have me at home so mm. I could be with the kids, so I could organize my schedule around them, you know, every time there's naps, it's like crazy frantic. Okay, I've got two hours, let me get as much done, right? Mm -hmm. um, and as they grow, they get more independent, but they get demanding in their own ways. Um, and what I really found is that I just had to, again, you know, not take on too much mm. and get help. Like for me, one of the things I learned to delegate is house cleaning. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to spend six hours a day on a Saturday cleaning my house. Because first of all, it's I have better use of my time. If I looked at my hourly rate of what I would charge clients, why do I am I cleaning my house when mm. someone can come 
a team of two ladies can come and do it in, in two hours. Now, of course, when you're starting a business, you know, it's hard and you're in that stage where you don't have a lot of money, but I had to readjust my mindset. And yes. a lot of it is mindset is how you're thinking about things. Mm -hmm. So for me, I knew that if I, instead of spending five hours cleaning my house, I could spend five hours marketing my business and make, you know, a thousand dollars in mm. sales. I mean, that, that is way more yeah. effective and the better use of my time. Mm -hmm. So, and during that stage is when you are under a lot of pressure is, is to really not try to be a hero. Like, mm. and I've learned this the hard way is now I'm fine. I'm fine. I've got it. And everyone's like, Oh, can I help you? No, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you sit there going, nobody knows nobody. how much, <laughs> you know, can't they appreciate? And they're like, well, they just, offered and you said no especially the husbands mm -hmm. you know ladies he can't read your mind if he says can i help you and you say no i'm fine he thinks okay she's fine <laughs> if you're not fine right. they're not going to read between the lines <laughs> you need no. to spell it out for them yeah it's like <laughs> you need to help me with this this and this and then it's then it's fine right mm. so it really just depends on what your priorities are mm -hmm. and and understanding and it's hard as well i mean i know a lot of a lot of moms now who are you know starting businesses and their babies are still in the toddler stage or the preschool stage and mm -hmm. it's hard because they are demanding you've got to supervise them yes. they go through having to um have these nap schedules mm -hmm. and me, i've done all three babies of mine while, while i was running a business and you know i just had to realize that sometimes i had more time i could do more and other times i couldn't like mm -hmm. for me here in the us you know we have a very long holiday vacation it's like a 12-week break these kids have during the summer so i've realized for my sanity in theirs i have to keep them busy and doing some kind of camps or sort of mm -hmm. schedule my time because for me the biggest problem throughout my whole motherhood years has been the is the working mother's guilt you feel guilty when you're with the kids that you're not getting the work done then when you're doing work you feel guilty you're not spending time with the kids so you're forever feeling guilty mm -hmm. and it's kind of a sucky place to be because you never feel effective where like even now with this, I've been in a crunch mode to get my book done and my seven-year-old's, mommy, you want to come play? And I feel bad because I want to spend time with her, but I like, I have to meet this deadline. So mm. I, have, I had to communicate with her. Mommy's got to work now for the next two hours. You can watch a movie, but when I'm done, then we can go do something. Mm. And then when I'm, when I'm with her, I have to like turn my phone off and just like, I'm have to be there present. And it's not to say I have it down pat. I, I still have to work yes. on you know, work through that process. So when I'm present with her, I can actually give her my undivided attention and she'll tell me, mm. mommy, you're not listening. <laughs> mommy, get yes, off the computer. Mommy, you're on the phone too much. Yeah. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> They're good so, at that, aren't yeah. they? Keep us accountable. But it's so important to put those boundaries and, and realize that. And I've heard that time and time again, and it works so well that when you're in this mode and spending time in this area, give it your full attention. And then similarly, you know, if you're then working on your business and it's a matter of saying no to being stretched too thin and putting, and not yeah. only putting I mean, boundaries, I love my, but saying. My Google, Google calendar. I can't live my mm. life without that. It's all got color codes. Somebody yes. looks at it, they have no idea, but I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. So even in the process of writing my book, you know, I've been wanting to write this for years. Mm. And um, when I made the decision to, to be, to take an active role in getting it done. Mm -hmm. I had to make a date with myself. So every morning between eight and 10, mm -hmm. you know, I drop my kids at school and I would write. Now I had to ignore the dishes in the dish, in the, in the sink. I had mm -hmm. to ignore the piles of laundry. But some, oftentimes I was just in my pajamas, but while I was in fresh thinking mode, mm. I knew that that was what was on my schedule. And no matter what, everything else could wait. Now yes. I know some people freak out with a dirty house or untidy room and they can't focus. But I know for myself, if I didn't get it done, 
um, it would never get done before I've got the day. It'll, mm. I would end up spending the whole day feeling guilty that I didn't yeah. get it done. So whatever works for you, mm. you've got to find what whatever your groove is. But I really do believe in making that appointments with yourself. Like block book your 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 time that you go for a massage. Block book the time that you want to answer emails. Mm -hmm. So you don't always feel like there's this constant um, trade of never getting anything done because that's the worst thing is mm. when you, you constantly start and stop and start and stop. It's very frustrating. And then you at the end of the day comes and you feel so like useless, like you haven't actually mm. accomplished anything. Yeah. So I so really true. believe in, you know, having that more of a hyper focus and say, okay, for the next hour, like lock the door, mm -hmm. sit down, get it done. And then when, once it's done, then move on to the next thing. Um, otherwise, it's just a perpetual cycle and just never get around it. Yes, great, great insights. And it certainly worked when I've implemented those things too, because if it's not done, I can distract myself like nobody's business. So, and then yeah, at like, the end of the day, you think, there we go again, another day like that. So Mimika, if someone's listening or watching today and would love to get a copy of your book, connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yes, everything happens at my home base, which is at my website, which is mimikakuni.com, just like my name. And it's M-I-M. Mm -hmm. I-K-A-C-O-O-N-E-Y and it's Mamika like the precursor. So it's MamikaCooney.com and I'm on social media on the same handle. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Mamika Cooney, um, Twitter, um, Pinterest, uh, Instagram. I love uh, Instagram because of course being a photographer, I love oh, a lot yes, of eye candy. Yes. But particularly in my book, you'll find all those links online. And actual fact, today we just released the Amazon pre-order link. So, oh, and so I must mention, um, the the book is called Warrior to Warrior, A Mother's Journey from Fear to Faith. And it launches on Friday, May the 11th, which is the Friday before Mother's Day. Because it's for mothers, written by mother. Yeah. But the other reason why that date is so special to me is um, that is the same date that my, it will be the second anniversary of my mother-in-law's passing. So mm -hmm. when she went to heaven and gained her wings was May the 11th. And that sort of set off the whole series of events that happened. So now two years later now, I've taken all those pieces and all that grief and pain mm -hmm. have now been molded and we woven into this book so as it's an honor to her and Beautiful. it's an honor to mothers to be able to um, have that so definitely look out it's available on Amazon right now mm -hmm. and if people would love a signed copy I'm going to be offering some in a little art print they can go to my website at mm -hmm. oh, so fantastic thank you so much for coming on the show one of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests at the end of the show is just closing with a word of prayer might I do that for you today oh yes that'll be fabulous okay <laughs> father thank you for the opportunity to speak with Mimika today and just to hear her journey father thank you that she is willing to be transparent to share what's been going on for her so we realize that you know if we're struggling with that ourselves that we are not alone and there is a way through when we lean into you when we really seek your support and your help and your wisdom and reading your word and through prayer thank you so much for Mimika and the book that she has written may it continue to bless the lives of many women all over the world who are also creating kingdom businesses as well father it can be so difficult to juggle so many things and the demands but when we recognize and we're reminded as Mamika said today when we know that our identity is not in our success or significance or in what we're achieving but in who you say we are and we are children of God we are daughters of the Lord uh, and of the King so thank you so very much continue your ongoing blessing and favor on her family and we ask this in the precious name of Jesus amen Amen. Thank you for that. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sending your way. Thank you so much for coming on the show and so much success with the book too. I know it's going to impact and bless so many lives. So thank you so much oh, again. Thanks so much.
You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.